0: You're listening to Commissioned, a podcast where we address a wide variety of topics within the Christian faith for collegians. My name is Laura Clement, and I'll be your host. This week's episode will be tackling the topic of church online. With me, I have Pastor James Lee and Hannah Kim. Pastor James, can you give us a brief introduction of yourself?
1: Hi, my name is James, and I'm the college pastor at Living Hope Community Church in Brea, California.
2: And Hannah, can you introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Hannah. Um, I'm the Outreach Director here at Living Hope, and I'm also on staff for the College Ministry.
0: Perfect. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive in. So why are we doing this podcast?
2: So ever since we went um, online for church um, because of COVID-19, I mean, personally, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts um, just with the extra time that I have. Um, And so I was also thinking about our college ministry and how I wish that we just had more time um, to be able to talk about different topics with our students. Um, But because we can't really do things like just have conversations with them um, when we're at church, Um, and also because we only have so many sermon sessions available for the students to listen to. Um, I thought having something like a podcast where we can talk about just a wide variety of topics um, and just teach them through this way, I thought that would be helpful for our students. Um, Just this desire to educate and equip our students to essentially be disciples of Christ and to grow in their maturity. Mm Yeah, and um, Pastor James, what about your heart behind this?
1: Yeah, whatever Hannah said.
0: (laughs) Just, you know, copy and paste. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
1: that was good. Yeah, Um, but really, um, I think for me, originally I was looking for a way to involve more of our students into this uh, ministry uh, during the special time of COVID, uh, mainly in testimonies. But I realized that many of them, uh, for whatever reason, weren't really willing to share. Um, And so I thought, well, why not um, reach out to them uh, Mm -hmm. through a medium where they might feel more comfortable Mm -hmm. uh, so that we can really hear uh, stories and perspectives uh, that would be really helpful for just a wide range of issues that our students might be going through uh, during COVID and online semester and all of that.
0: Yeah. Awesome. So I'm just going to be asking you guys a couple questions of what people and collegians might be wondering about church online. So what are some of the struggles of doing church online? Like, why is it so hard?
1: I mean, I, I can think of a couple things. I think our students, first of all, their lives are already all online. Like they have so many classes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all of it is like record a lecture or Zoom or something, some sort of online platform things that they have to engage in and unfortunately when it comes to their church life it often becomes just like another thing that they have to be doing so it's like i already have like three hours of online this and another two hours here Mm -hmm. and then i have to try to do my church stuff online too Mm -hmm. i just don't think that works out um and then maybe like a out of sight out of mind kind of mentality Mm -hmm. where we're not physically seeing one another all the time so then we kind of forget like oh yeah I, I I like my church people but yeah I'm not really part of that right now mm. that that sort of
0: thing yeah totally um, Hannah
2: to be honest I think a big reason of why um, doing church online is really hard is because it's just not as enjoyable anymore um, I think one of the big um, joys of going to church is being able to see with see people um, chat with people meet new people um, just hang out and. Just do the basic things of life together like grabbing a bite to eat or drinking coffee together Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and when that's taken away and when you're asked to sit in front of a screen um and do church it does become difficult um even meeting up with your cell group online um it feels different even though you're still seeing the same people and you're still able to have conversations um i think just not being there physically together, it does present a new challenge and it doesn't feel as personable mm-hmm. um, and just not as fun anymore.
0: Yeah, totally feel you. There's that whole physical aspect of just seeing each other and being there. It's different, you know, we can see someone on a screen like every day, but when we see them in person, it hits totally different.
1: Yeah, like going to a stereoscope with your friends. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Super fun. <laughs> uh, watching your friends drinking stereoscope <laughs> on Zoom, not that.
0: Yeah, it's not. It's different. I mean, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's that's really hard um but um just moving forward is there anything good from doing church online like any any like unexpected blessings that you would say?
2: Um yes, I actually have a really big one. Um so for me personally, my dad does not go to church. Mm-hmm. Um and it's always been hard for me to invite him to church. Um the biggest reason why these past few years is because we do not live near each other. Um, my dad was living in Colorado, and I have been attending church here in California um, for the past several years, and he's now living in Korea, and so it's essentially impossible to mm-hmm. ask him um, to come to church with me. Um, and I also could feel that there is this hesitation for him to go to church because he is... Um, divorced, i um, single, and so um, there's a bit of a stigma if you are divorced, um, going to church, especially in a more traditional Korean church, which is the church that I attended in Colorado. And so um, I could feel that he wouldn't really want to go um, and see people, especially people that knew me and knew the rest of our family. Mm-hmm. Um, but then once we started posting services online, Um, once Living Hope did, um, I was able to send him our service um, YouTube links. And um, I would kind of pull him in by saying, hey, Dad, um, I am leading worship in this service. You should check it out um, in the hopes that he would watch the entire service um, and listen to the message and be able to hear the gospel through that.
0: Wow. Do It might be a little bit more personal, but do you feel like with this resource being an online, it also opened up more of a conversation for you and your dad to kind of bond, like, you know, the distance mm-hmm. is there, but do you think this was something that helped in your
2: relationship? Um, I would say it did. I think COVID in general did help our relationship because um, my dad would ask me more, um, just how I was doing with everything and mm-hmm. I would reach out to him more. Um, and then just being able to send him um, our church service links Um, was good and it would spark a bit of a conversation. I think we're still making progress in that, but I think it did open a bit of interest just because he's able to now see what I'm doing um, Mm. because he never really understood why I was going into ministry. Um, But I think now it gives him a better idea of what this part of my life looks like.
0: Yeah, thank you for sharing. Um, Pastor James, what about you? What is some good that's coming out of this? church
1: online? I don't have anything uh, super, you know, heartwarming and personal like Hannah maybe. Um, My parents and I are still in the business of like triggering each other, not, you know, so sorry, mom. Uh, But For me, I actually have the unique experience of having joined my current church, uh, Living Hope in Brea, California, uh, right in the middle of COVID. Mm-hmm. I started the first day of April. And if I remember correctly, that was two weeks after the shutdown. Yeah. And so yeah. <laughs> uh, even now, uh, in middle of September, I haven't really fully seen the church. Mm-hmm. And I, I would say the other day, some of the students asked me what I have learned during COVID. And I really think it boils down to learning that online love can be real love. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't sure. In fact, I I was a doubter, uh, thinking we can't exactly make connections like that online. Mm -hmm. Um, But because of the situation that I was in, I was almost forced to be super intentional. Mm -hmm. Um, I texted every single one of our students, and half of them I still haven't met in face-to-face, like, right. I have no idea who right. they are. Uh-huh. I don't know what they look like. Mm-hmm. Um It's a real creepy thing, actually. Like, I go <laughs> on to, like, Instagram, and then I, like, match their handle to, like, their information, you know? <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, Jesus loves <laughs> yeah. you. you know? Oh, man. <laughs> we can edit that, right? <laughs> uh, no, but really, though, I, I have this um, Excel spreadsheet in my computer with records of me reaching out to individual students multiple times and writing down these information about who they are and I have been really surprised to learn how open people have been mm. um, maybe something about just you know connecting with a stranger without being your personal space being invaded um, it goes to um, give confidence even to Mm. people who are 18 to 21, 22 years old. Uh, But I've been having a great time. Mm. Um, I I would say that online love is definitely real love Um, and it has pushed me to grow in my intentionality. Like Mm. I had to be really intentional in reaching out to that one student, whether Mm. as if we had physical gatherings just by the size of the ministry uh, or my own limitedness uh, as just a person, I might not have been able to give attention to everybody equally as I feel that I have been doing lately. Mm -hmm. And I would also add now that our church has been opening up for worship service in Orange County, man, did I miss corporate worship, right? Like I I took it for granted and I took it for, I think I took the community of church for granted. I didn't realize how much I had depended on the people that I am walking with, Mm -hmm. that it, it wasn't just, oh, like, these are my church friends, and it was, like, a fun thing, but it's more like, man, my faith really was meant to be done together with a particular set of people in a particular setting,
0: right. and so
1: crazy times. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> who would have thought that, you know, God's plan for you was to come into a new church via online, you mm-hmm. know, like, who? who would have thought that that was, like, this is what God has in store for me, you know? Like. Yeah, and I'm still
1: low tech too. Like I'm, I'm like not one of those like cool tech pastors with like, you know, clear rim glasses and all that. I'm just like a <laughs> normal dude. So yeah, I don't know why the Lord is doing this to me, but yeah, I'm learning.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think it's a challenge, but there are some unexpected blessings like you've mentioned that have come out of it. Um, well, when it comes to church online, is it good? Like, it can there be true discipleship online? Kind of stepping more into a theological mindset in this kind of topic, um, Pastor James. What do you think?
1: Yeah, since I'm the resident theological professional here.
0: Uh, yes.
1: I spent a lot of money going to seminary, okay? so
0: uh, we'll make you a little name tag. Thank pad. you, That's thank so you. Sad. Could you
1: please? Yeah, yeah. Can I have a like a yellow one with a flower? <laughs> professional theologian. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. Um, I think I, I would guess it depends on the person, maybe. Like for me, um, I'm 38 years old, and so I grew up in. Uh, I, I'm categorized as a Xennial, which is like a half breed between Gen X and millennials. So that's therefore zennial, mm-hmm. and so we are a type of people who grew up in an analog childhood, but grew into a digital adulthood and so it depended on like how tech savvy and adaptive you are just depended on how open you were and then perhaps your god-given ability for me i was very open but i didn't have a lot of ability Um, and so therefore i'm just on social media that's Mm -hmm. kind of like my limitation of tech use and so this new world that i'm navigating when i think about can there be is it good or maybe like can we be true disciples online only? I would say, first of all, I think it just depends mm-hmm. um, on how comfortable a person may feel in terms of these online um, means. And, but theologically, um, I think we have to remember there's a reason why the Son of God came as a flesh and blood human form. And and the theological term of it is incarnation, right? Mm -hmm. That God was incarnated onto this earth. And and why did God do that? I, I imagine God could have saved the world in some other way, but yet his way was to send his own son in a human form. And theologically, Jesus is fully man and fully God. So then that tells me that there is a certain value that God has affirmed in the incarnate Christ.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, And and of course, you know, a couple thousand years ago when Jesus was walking on earth, he didn't have Twitter, you know, he didn't have Zoom, Mm -hmm. uh, he didn't have podcasts, he didn't have any of that, right? And so um, I don't really know how to work through all of that, but I would say that we need to remember that Jesus came to earth in a real human form and our, the entirety of Christian faith depends on that. Mm -hmm. So then can, can, is online church good? I mean, you know, we just talked about it, but can it form a true disciple of Jesus Christ who walked the earth in a real human form I, I'm inclined to say no. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm inclined to say it's probably going to be difficult.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. That's really insightful. And, um, you know, Hannah, just because, you know, you're not a pastor or anything that I don't want to be like, you can't share when it comes to theology, but I do want to pick your brain a little bit and just kind of get your two cents on your, the idea of true discipleship during this time
2: yeah so um, i agree i think there is an extent um to which true discipleship can be done online i do think there um there is that necessary um, component of being able to share life um, in person with other people and that's how you grow um but i do think that discipleship can be done um, but like pastor james was saying earlier um you do need to be very intentional Although I think during this time of COVID, um, I think people have found themselves to be more intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, at least that's what I've seen in my life and in the lives of my friends. Um, we've been a lot better about reaching out to each other and catching up and asking each other how we're doing. And um, I think the funny thing is, is that when you're on a Zoom call with someone for um, an hour or so, um, I think intentional conversation just kind of comes out. Whereas if you're in person just grabbing food or just hanging out, it's easy to um, just kind of talk about shallow things and not really actually have a meaningful conversation. But when you're on a Zoom call or when you're on a phone call with someone, um, you you naturally do tend to start to want to talk about deeper things and ask each other questions and really catch up on how you're doing um, at least that, that is what I've noticed from my conversations with my friends the past couple of months. Yeah,
0: totally understand you on that part. We got to be more intentional with your friends. Like, in my experience, I have to schedule Zoom calls. Like, yeah, we could do group zooms but you know how that happens like one person's trying to talk over the other but um, when i'm zooming or just catching up with one person it's like this time i have with you is devoted to just you like i scheduled it like for us to catch up during this time because we can't be with each other physically so i felt like personally it was definitely more intentional than some other times when you're hanging out you could just i hung out with you bang 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 i got them all out like you know we saw each other last week so we're good to go but this is way more intentional um so moving forward i just feel like there's a big difference uh in what the world can see as church you know we are talking a lot about church online church online but people when they think of church they think of you know being physically like going into a building and so what does that mean like what does church mean to people you know and or to us as christians
1: uh, yeah. Hannah, do you want to go first so that I can disagree with you this time? Or? <laughs> sure, I can go
0: first. I don't know oh, if you'll little. have anything to disagree with, though. <clears throat> God, so a little Hannah, salty Hannah does go to seminary,
1: too, so, you know, this is not a professional looking down at an amateur. <laughs> Hannah's a professional, too.
2: I'm a professional in training. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Well, I would like to um, echo what Laura said, um, in that church is about the people, not necessarily the building. Um, And so in that regards, um, I think church is difficult right now um, because we aren't able to um, physically meet together, at least not the way we used to be able to um, and do life together um, the way we used to. but I, I do think we still are able to keep a sense of church in that we are still able to meet with people. Um, that part hasn't been taken away. Yes, it may be over a computer screen or through a telephone call, um, but we're still able to connect with other believers. We're still able to meet with our cell groups online. We're still able to um, reach out to um, other people within our affinity groups and still have conversations and still grow and do life together in that way. It does look different, and I don't think this is ideal, um, but we still have that available to us.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, Pastor James, it's time for you to, you know, pop off on that. You are wrong, <laughs> Hannah.
1: No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't really have anything to disagree to in that. Uh, really well said. Uh, if I could add, I think a the simple biblical definition of church, it, just, it means gathering. Uh, it doesn't really, it, that's the basis of its meaning. Mm-hmm. So that it's a simple, it needs to be a gathering. And now, does it mean that it needs to be an in-person gathering or can it be an online gathering? Um, you know, once again, I my personal leaning is that it should be an in-person gathering. Um, but I, I understand that there could be a case made towards you know, an online or some sort of medium uh, using gathering. Now I, I think about the meaning of the church in a couple of ways. Um, I think the church in the Bible is written as the bride of Christ and the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, in Ephesians chapter 5 it says that church is the bride of Jesus, which means that uh, it's it's a precious being it's not just any gathering but it's a precious gathering it's that god of the universe specifically wanted to designate his people so important and precious that he used a wedding term a marriage term
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: to call us but to each other i think we are called to be the body of christ right and that's from 1st mm-hmm. corinthians 12 that each of us serve different functions in a local and global body so that we have the responsibility to love each other. And so in that way, I think whether it's online or in person, I think that we have to be clear on what we mean by when it comes to church. I think, unfortunately, what I have seen um, in college age people is that We have a lot of fun at church, which is great, but then that never leads to a walking faith in Jesus. It it never becomes to a point where we look at our own local congregations and see that that is the pride of Jesus, or that we don't look at our own church friends and we recognize that that person is part of the body of Christ, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and so many collisions upon graduating school, they walk away.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: and I would right. guess that maybe that has something to do with it. Mm-hmm. That if we become more intentional through COVID about what we really mean by church, then I think we can encourage students more Mm -hmm. to walk with Jesus, not just in this time where, you know, in your parachurches or local churches that you're celebrated because somehow you seem so dedicated, but Mm -hmm. that in your heart that the Holy Spirit bears real meaningful faith in Jesus Christ.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. I'm just hearing from both of you guys. It's I'm hearing that, you know, it's not about the building that is a church, which, you know, I'm thankful to hear that because if we had faith in a building, that could easily be, you know, Better stripped away. Nice yes, yeah, <laughs> could be easily stripped away. And it's a lot of it's a gathering. It's the people. It's the relationship that you're building with Christ. It's a lot more intentional than just stepping into a church. So for those who are listening, it's I want to question and I want to ask you guys, you know, you come to church on Sunday, but have you connected? With you know your brothers and sisters in Christ, or have you connected with Christ Himself? Like, it's more than just just stepping into church and saying I went to church and stepping out. You know, it's a lot more and deeper than that. Yeah. So, well, uh, we're gonna wrap up here with a little bit of the last question, um, which I feel like there's no true answer, there's no correct answer to it. But where do we go from here? Like, what happens once COVID ends?
1: I just wanna encourage all of you who are listening out there to hang in there. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been a difficult time for many, uh, and it's been difficult for me as well. And we definitely need community. We need the body of Christ. We belong to it. We are part of the body and we need one another for us to survive spiritually. Right now, there seems to be no good way to do that. but somehow we got to survive somehow Uh, like you said laura maybe be more intentional in your zoom meetings Mm -hmm. i I don't know do something do Mm -hmm. something to continue to connect to the body of christ
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and and really see the local church as the pride of jesus um yeah personally when i imagine uh, what the future holds Mm -hmm. uh, i'm a little pessimistic and, and i don't want to i don't want to say that i think as christians we have to be like hopeful all the time yeah. like hey jesus <laughs> you know uh, and yes and amen but i think once once we are able to return i'm just concerned that we're just gonna go back to what it used to be mm-hmm. and, and what i mean is that all those times i myself have taken you know body of christ for granted mm-hmm. all those times where i thought oh that worship leader, his voice isn't that great. Or that song is such an old song. Or, oh, how come nobody's raising their hands here? It's kind of boring. Mm -hmm. Like, Does anyone even care? And Mm -hmm. why does this church do it this way? And why is that that way? All those kinds of things that I had harbored secretly in my heart, um, I'm just afraid that we're just all going back to that.
0: Right. Um,
1: So I don't know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it's giving me like, reminders of you know when you go to retreat and you kinda of have that retreat high oh, yeah. and you're like oh yeah you know I'm gonna I'm gonna go back down yeah. this mountain I'm gonna yeah.
1: everyone wants to be a pastor for yeah. three days after the retreat. <laughs> I'm gonna do my demos
0: every day. Yeah. I'm gonna pray for five hours, you know, you have that high and then once you're kind of like all right I'm back into the mundane of life yeah. you kind of go back to old habits and so Yeah. Yeah totally yeah. understand where yeah. you're coming from on that. Hannah, what about you?
2: Yeah, I think there's a huge challenge for us to, um, to be very mindful to not take things for granted. Um, mm-hmm. I know we probably all will, but I think we can help each other as the church, remind each other to not take it for granted. Because um, I think during this time, um, most of us have been feeling this, um, this feeling of being unsettled. We, uh, we know that something is wrong. We know that this is not right. This is not how things should be. Um, our church should be able to meet together and worship together. People should be able to do life together, to be able to share a meal together, to just hang out with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have this feeling of being unsettled and we, we know that we want something better. We want... COVID to be over. We want everyone to be safe and healthy. We want to be able to meet as a church the way we did before. And I think this is actually a really good thing that we feel unsettled because I think this is a picture of what we should feel about our entire life. Um, This life, we, we know that something is wrong. This life is not it this is this is not what paradise is this is not perfect we know that there's a lot of sin and brokenness in the world and this is this is what we're living in but that feeling of unsettlement should point us to christ should point us to eternity when everything is perfect when there's no more sin and brokenness when we have our perfect relationship with god and we are able to be in his presence all the time um, and so that's kind of how I've viewed COVID. It's hmm. it's a picture of our life. Um, there is something wrong, and we we're hoping for something better to come, for something perfect to come. We're waiting for that day. Hmm. Um, and so my hope is that we can hold on to that um, and know that even once COVID is over, um, there is still sin and brokenness. There we uh, we are not there yet. Um, but to be reminded that we have hope and that we are looking to something that is perfect and it's coming but we do have to feel unsettled for now um, but know that we are unsettled for a reason um, because Jesus has not come yet but he will and another thing is that I think this is a good time to have that heart check Um, I know personally for me um it's, it's been difficult to be very faithful um, as we've moved online, especially the first couple of months when um, there was very limited um, coming to church. Um, I did find myself um, getting lazy. I didn't really want to watch services. Sometimes going to cell groups was difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, I was feeling very burnt out by Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, But I think it was was a good heart check for me. Why am I feeling this way? Is it because church is no longer fun? Is that why I'm really struggling to watch services? Is that why I don't feel worshipful um, when I'm watching service on YouTube? Um, And I think it's good that we have this heart check now and we ask ourselves, why do I feel this way? Why is it hard to worship when it's online versus when I'm going to church? Is it just because being at church gives me certain vibes where I feel like I'm able to worship more? Um, or is there, does some change need to take place where I come before God and ask Him to convict me? Um, am I worshiping for the right reasons? Am I really worshiping you? Or do I just put on a show when I go to church? Um, So I think it's been, this is a good opportunity to do that um, because I'm sure a lot of us can look at ourselves and know that something is wrong um, in our attitudes when Sunday comes around or when Fridays come around and we have our college service and we don't wanna go. Um, And so I think we can really take this time um, as a learning opportunity and grow from it. So I would encourage people to do this heart check and to share with those around them, because I'm sure that people will find that they're having a lot of similar issues. And this is good, because once COVID is over, um, people will be able to share with one another and help each other, remind each other um, of the growth that should be taking place.
0: Mm. Thank you for sharing, and that pretty much wraps well, we have, you know, that I want to thank, you know, Pastor James, thank you for coming on, and Hannah, thank you for being part of this first episode. um We went into church online, we went into the good, the bad, and the next, you know, so if you're listening to this because you don't know, like, you don't know what you're doing, you don't know um, what's going to happen next, I don't know if this podcast was helpful for you, but um, I do want to say that we're all in this together, we're not alone, you don't, I don't want you to feel alone in those feelings. And that there's hope. Dare I say, there's living hope.
1: (laughs) Ooh, nice.
0: (laughs) little plug right there. That's a
1: fire. (laughs) Thank you.
0: All right, thank you for listening. And this concludes our very first episode of Commissioned.